0: Podcasting, like bounty hunting, is a complicated profession. They said we were coming. They said we were the best in the parsec. They must be suffering from delusions of grandeur. The Journey Into Podcast is proud to present this journey into a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. A journey into Star Wars. Welcome everybody to an imp- impromptu edition of the Delusions of Grandeur. I'm here with Rich Outfield, and we're here to talk about Star Wars. But I'm
1: out of it. for a little while, everybody gets delusions of grandeur.
0: I don't know. I'm not as excited to talk about it this time because uh, we got some bad news this week.
2: Well, but did the bad news surprise you? I I, I thought I had warned you that that was going to happen. You did. And
0: I, you know, I always had it in the back of my head. But things, you know, around here have loosened up quite a bit. And a lot of new cases of coronavirus haven't cropped up in Idaho. So I was thinking, oh, maybe just everybody will be like that. But I guess it's gotten worse in the L.A. area. So they have canceled the uh, Star Wars celebration for this summer. And they're not going to have another one until 2022. So that's two years away. Bastards! For that one. But I guess our options are to get our money refunded or to just transfer our tickets
2: to the 2022 celebration. Uh, they, they, they offered three options. Refund your money or transfer to the 2022 convention. Or you could... Get merchandise, you know, the stuff that was going to be put on sale at the convention. You can use the money that you would have used to go to the convention to buy that merchandise. Uh, yeah, we. It was a lot to think about because two years is a long time. Right. And uh, when I told my cousin, he said, "Oh, dude, you'll be dead by 2022." And I was like, "Yeah, that's the thought that I had as well." But it is. if so, but- then I'm not going to care. About the money that I have tied up in these tickets. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, do you think they're just skipping 2021 just to be safe? Because right. they're sure COVID's still going to be around?
0: Maybe. You know, I I know they kind of stopped doing it every year, didn't they? I mean, they, they used to go back and forth between Orlando and Anaheim. And then I think they did one in japan or something like that, or england i think one yeah, i year. think
2: they still had one every and single so I, year I, I, it was just in a different location okay and they definitely had one last year for empires nope that's this year this year is empires yeah what was last year then last year was when they I showed the stuff from clone wars right and 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 we got our first look at mandalorian from clone
0: wars and rise of skywalker that was when the trailer premiered for that so, yeah, I guess either just to be safe or, yeah, I don't know why they didn't just do it
2: forward one year. It's possible that that Anaheim venue is booked up in 2021, but... Oh, but my, true, true. My gut tells me it, it is them just better safe than sorry. We'll, we'll We'll give it even more than a year. But the fact that it is two years makes it harder for me to decide. And I don't know if you read the press release... But as like an incentive for you not to ask your, for your money back, they're giving out a pin, a Stormtrooper collectible pin that's only available for the people who transfer their 2020 tickets to 2022. Yeah. I, I don't know. It looks like they have a lot of these collector's pins or things that they would have sold at the con. But to get a Stormtrooper one, you... You have to just let it ride, so to speak. Right. And, you know,
0: I'm sure there's people that go to every convention and they collect, you know, whatever they can. And they have this year's emblem or this year's button or pin. But to me, that was kind of like, oh, well, cool. I get a little pin. I don't know what I'll do with it. But
2: <laughs> if, if I decide to do that, I'll I'll get the pin. But yeah. it. I, so it's not much of an incentive to you. It's Not to me, no. Because I could see it swaying a couple of people and and I'm on the fence because I don't know I mean, you had made like hotel reservations and all that and, and do you have to cancel those did you get it yeah I'm gonna have to cancel those you have to get a deposit back or is it did it go that far
0: no it didn't go that far I we had up till like 24 hours or something like that in order to cancel so I'm fine with that I just need to go find my email that I reserved it with and cancel that
2: but if i think if it were next august it was if it were august 2021 i wouldn't have a problem at all i'd be like well that's just a year yes i might be dead but eh, it seems less likely than 2022 because 2022 still seems like you know a will appear via hologram in 2022 it's so far <laughs> in the future that's right and it you know to me i was
0: kind of like well Cause it's, I was really excited about because this is the first time I ever committed to do something, you know, as big as this. I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. I've never been to a Star Wars celebration. When I lived somewhat near Portland, Oregon, I went to the uh, comic convention there several years ago. But you know, this was this is big. You know, I've watched it online and you know seen different panels and never had that experience of being to one. So I was really excited to go and. And, you know, you and me were going to hit a road trip to do it. And I was excited about that. Now I'm just totally, totally bummed. But I, I, I'm i tempted to just transfer my ticket to 2022 because then I'll at least be committed to be doing something in the future rather than just get my money back and like, oh, maybe I'll go sometime. Maybe I won't. So I don't know if it's bragging rights or, or what, but I'm tempted to to do that. And then I was thinking, you know, you and I should just plan on doing something around that time anyway. (laughs) We'll go somewhere else and do something. But then who knows what the virus story will be at that point.
2: Uh, Sorry, I was just reading their uh, frequently asked questions. And yeah, it's August 18th through the 21st, 2022. And that's comparable to this year's, right? Yeah, pretty close. Pretty much the same week. You know, all the merchandise that you would have been able to buy there, is that going to be available for everybody to buy, or just the people who had tickets to Celebration to buy? Right. Because mean if if you,
0: it's... if you use the money toward merchandise...
2: No, no, I'm just saying, because it says, you know, all the incredible exclusive merchandise planned for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim will be available for purchase online in the not-so-distant future. Oh, but it, it becomes so much harder to get if anybody can buy it than if only those of us who would have been in Anaheim right. can buy it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if there's, if there's a hat or whatever, you and I would have had to stand in line to get that hat. But it was pretty much guaranteed we would have gotten it. Yeah. Whereas if anybody all over the world can log on to the website at the same time, then that hat will be gone in two minutes.
0: Yeah, and when you've gone in the past, have there been like exclusive things that you really felt like it was
2: worth it to to be there to get the merchandise? Well, I, I never had any money. I was a college student the, for the first one, and then I was living in Los Angeles for the next two. And just flying to Indianapolis ate up so much money that I was like, <laughs> okay, I can afford to buy one thing. And so yeah. what I had chosen to do is is they, they would have all these exclusive posters and so I would choose the poster that I liked the best and go there to the art show first thing on the very first day and get the artist to sign it and that was it you know it's just like okay well I, there's no point in going to the the merchandise or whatever because I can't afford to buy anything yeah, but you know that that was smart because the posters, you know, it's the one chance that you get to get them signed. They would sign a number of them. So they were that limited, and and I still have the posters, which is cool. Um, I, they had a uh, in two thousand five, they had a talking Darth Vader action figure, and <laughs> it you push the button and it was James Earl Jones's voice saying, "Welcome to the Star Wars celebration," and that and that was it. But I, I remember those being like $30 and me thinking, oh, that, that would be really cool to have. But I couldn't buy one. I couldn't afford one. I was sharing a, a motel room with like six other guys. Oh, wow. Uh, we, just because, you know, I didn't have any money. But uh, yeah, what would I do with that action figure if I still had it? I mean, how often would I listen to the the eight second recording James Earl Jones had done on it? <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they would always have fun stuff, you know, their shirts and, and and hats and posters and figures and mugs and, you know, all sorts of things like that. And the, the lines, I remember being really, really, really long. The very first celebration in 99, we were all disappointed that you couldn't just buy the action figures. We thought, what a smart idea to, have, you know, ship... 10,000 of the Hasbro action figures and you can get them here first, folks. Yeah. They they ended up going on sale that weekend, but we had to go to a Toys R Us in Denver at midnight to get them, which was fun. It was just an extended part of the uh of the celebration, but they they should have just had them there and and yeah, as far as I know, they've never ever made them available early at celebration. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge merch guy. I, I, I like to buy buy stuff to resell. That's something that I do in San Diego. And it, there was a while there where I would go down to San Diego, and the money I would make on just the free stuff that they gave would pay for my whole trip. Wow! You know, would pay for the driving down there. Would pay for my incredibly expensive motel rooms. But as it got more and more expensive, like with each year, the hotels realized that they could charge whatever they wanted. (laughs) So when I first started going down there, you know, it would be like, oh, there's a Motel 6, $40 a night. We can split that. That's that's pretty good. It became $200 a night, $250 a night. And this is for a Motel 6. And so I just, yeah, it, it became almost crippling. Uh, I would have to buy so much merchandise to pay for everything that I would have to make multiple uh, walks to my car. And it was always a mile and a half away where I was parked. And I, I guess I'm complaining, you don't have to do this. You don't have to go to San Diego. And once I missed it the first time in 2016, then I'm not on their short list anymore. And so it made it all the harder to go every year. And I haven't been able to get San Diego tickets since then, so... So it's just, I'm just used to it now. I don't go to San Diego anymore. But anyway, yeah, part we've talked about the whole celebration thing. Part of what's so exciting about it is that you're there with thousands of other people that feel just like you do, that love this thing just like you do. And that's infectious. You feel people's excitements. You see a little kid swinging a lightsaber around and you just go, Holy cow, that was me. You know somebody comes out and it's emotional and it's exciting and I wish that we could have gone to the uh, the 40th anniversary for Star Wars where they all where they got, even got Harrison to come out and talk and and it was it was George Lucas in one chair and then a guest would talk to George Lucas and then that person would go and somebody else would come they all just talked about Star Wars and yeah yeah that was really cool and Carrie was still around then no she wasn't she was gone by 2017. She died in 2016, right? December 2016? Was it? Yeah, I think it
0: was the end of 2016.
2: Yeah. So, But they also had a tribute to her at that convention where Mark Hamill talked about her for an hour, and I wished that I could have been to that. Because as emotional as it was watching it on YouTube, to be in the room would have been just really, really great.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I was looking forward to trying to get into the Mandalorian panel, and, and hopefully they do
2: some kind of a big 40th celebration. Well, I'm sure they were for that yeah see now they'll do one of those zoom things <laughs> yeah and i i don't know if i want to see harrison ford sitting uncomfortably for 20 minutes on a zoom call but you know mark'll <laughs> I'll eat it up he loves that stuff I, yeah he he's such a a people person that you know even though he's told the story a hundred times of you know Kirshner taking him aside and saying okay Although the line is Obi Wan killed your father, but this is what the line really is. Every time he tells that story, you get chills, because he he manages to seem super shocked and excited <laughs> yeah. hearing that news for the first time. Like he's never told anybody that story before.
0: Yeah, and who knows? You know, they might have. Well, you've you've had the opportunity to see meet several of them, I think. But yeah, like I say I've never been to anything like this, so that'd be pretty cool
2: well also if it weren't canceled how many people would fly over from london or from wisconsin or, or you know wherever they might live to meet a bunch of fans and sign autographs and stuff the, the the turnout might be much greater in 2022 but it also seems a little bit less special 2022 is practically the return of the jedi 40th anniversary
0: right um, so Warwick Davis will be all over that.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, would just I mean, he's him. there
0: every time anyway. But
2: He is. I would just have him MC it again. But <laughs> I don't know. Would you have wanted to get somebody's autograph or go to the autograph room? Are you an autograph guy?
0: I would be, you know, like depending on the price. You know, if it's $80, that's, that's a little bit much. But I guess it depended on who, who was there. But, you know, like you've said, some of the smaller, lesser known people, you know, are actually more fun to meet and talk to. So I I might, you know, if.
2: Right. They're they're less used to the spotlight being on them. They're more enthusiastic about encountering fans because nobody's ever come up to them at a urinal and said, hey, I know you. (laughs) <laughs> and and yeah, the, the, the second one, Celebration uh two, which was in two thousand and two, all the autographs were twenty dollars. They were twenty apiece. Oh wow. Yeah. But if you can get Rusty Goff, who played the Gonk Droid, his autograph for twenty dollars, or you can get Carrie Fisher's autograph for twenty dollars, which line is <laughs> <laughs> gonna be longer? So right. by the the next one, by Celebration Three in two thousand and five, they had right. uh staggered the prices a little bit you know like you know billy d charged more than than some of the other people that kind of thing um than lobot well i don't know that lobot was there but anyhow uh now now uh, in the modern time where there are conventions in every town and people come to sign autographs and that's why they're there and then they the next week they're in another con and the next week they're in another con people have discovered that you can charge just an insane amount of money. And I remember when Mark Hamill was charging a hundred dollars an autograph at San Diego Comic-Con, let's say 2010, I just was like, dude, that is so much money. How do you justify that? But sure enough, there were three or four people at all times talking to Mark Hamill and getting his autograph for a hundred bucks. Yeah. But. Now, in 2020, uh, sorry, 2019, last year, Tom Holland was signing autographs for $200 a piece. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah see, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. That kind of money is, that's more than I spent for all of the autographs that I got. Yeah. To fill my folder book or, you know, my, my I guess it's an autograph folder. And even if you factor inflation in, you have to be so much more selective. It'd be like, okay, what one person do I want to get the autograph from?
0: Well, and the problem, too, is by 2022, I mean, we, you know, we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but, you know, the actor who played Bosk died a couple months ago. And how many other people are going to die by 2022? <laughs> you know, we won't be able to even have the opportunity to get their autograph or whatever. I know that's kind of sadistic to think about, but,
2: you know, these movies are 40. Well, yeah, Empires, they shot Empire 41 years ago. Right. And so a lot of these people are, are going to be older, if not elderly, and that's probably another reason, is, you know, they're more susceptible to... Disease, they're they're more vulnerable. I guess is the word that they use. Uh, But I, yeah, I I have no idea who who might have come. I they never made any announcements, right, of who was coming, because this thing has been the whole year, right? COVID has been this. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think they would have probably announced by now, you know, who was coming, but they were probably just waiting to see what was going to happen. And I kind of wish they would have done it earlier, but I think they were hoping you know by where we're at now by the middle of june that you know
2: things might be looking up but not true <laughs> yeah i i, I know that that this may not be the venue for it but a lot of restrictions are, are loosening and the movie theaters are opening up again and one of the movies in one of the theaters in my town is opening on thursday and they just have so many movies that i want to go see Yeah, it's Trolls World Tour, but then you get a whole bunch of reissues. And this theater, this particular theater, has Back to the Future, Goonies, Batman Begins, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, The Return of the King. Wow. uh, And Jurassic Park. And they're all playing at the same time. Like, you can't just go see the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one super long day they're all playing at the same time so you would have to go 3 days in a row to see oh, that. Oh wow. But I, and I don't know that I have that much free time, but I'd really like to do that. Just be neat to be able to see. Oh, sorry, they also have Raiders and Last Crusade at this theater. It's a megaplex with, you know, tons of screens.
0: Well, wow, that'd be fun.
2: It, anyway, it opens on Thursday and I wonder about how busy is it going to be or is it going to be completely empty? We're not required to wear masks, but I think that they suggest that you do. And the seating will be... um... Yeah, seating is super staggered. I think like every other row is closed off and all that. I don't know because they haven't opened yet, but my assumption was just, you know, things are going to get back to normal just in these baby steps. But there's the fear that every one of these baby steps makes it more dangerous and there's more people that ignore the rules and there are going to be more and more right. infected people. And then eventually we'll have to go all the way back to quarantine again.
0: And that, that has happened in some places like Arizona and I can't remember, there was somewhere else that uh, their numbers started going up again. So they started backing off some of the things that were open and whatnot. It's hard to make plans for <laughs> to do anything because you don't know what the situation is going to be. Like I was saying earlier, you know, I thought, well, shoot, Rish and I are just going to have to find something else to do. I have the time off. I might as well, we might as well go do something when we would have been going to celebration. But I don't know what there would be available to do because everything else might be limited as
2: well. Well, that yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's always outdoor activities. Right, you know. yeah. The idea of going up to Idaho and going on a hike with you sounds fun, but it'll be in late August. <laughs> in the and, heat, uh, I'm assuming that's the hottest part of the year. And right. I don't know. You know, without other places people can go, these, you know, national parks and all that stuff are just flooded because, you know, it's like when when the beaches opened and everybody wanted to go to the beach at the same time. Right.
0: So I guess uh, have you come to a decision of what you're going to do as far as
2: transfer your tickets or get a refund or? I, I I haven't. I think. Well, let's see. I so I was talking to my cousin and I said, you know, I I really want to go and I like you. It's like I can just commit to go. You know, I'm not going to like Star Wars any less in 2022 than I do now, but it's so far away. You know, it's just like I would rather my family use that money to bury me <laughs> than it just to be tied up. Uh, and he said, well, OK, well, then just get your refund. And then when the tickets go on sale in 2021, you can buy them again. But it, it seems like that's one extra step, one extra unnecessary step. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you've you've already done it. You've already sat on the phone and tried to get dialed in and get
2: your tickets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if I'm sure that I'm gonna go because it's not really any harder to say, okay, you know, I'm committed to August of twenty twenty two than it was last year to say, Oh, I'm committed for August of twenty twenty. It was still a year in advance when we bought yeah. those tickets. And so it's it's not that big a deal. And then I mean, whatever we're able to sell that pin for Uh, is going to be gravy Um, (laughs) but i mean i could be blown away by how much those pins are going for that's true there are people that just love that stuff that that you know they have to have them all and i'm more used to selling action figures there are completists that have to have every single variant of every single action figure but yeah the the pins are even are even more of a niche thing than than action figures are where it's just for collectors, but just for people that really, really care about this stuff. So, so you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you and I got seventy bucks a piece for these, for these pins, or you know, fifty. Buy it now, one hundred dollars, and it's sold immediately. I, we'll see. Yeah,
0: that's probably what I'll end up doing, and buying a couple more droids or something.
2: Yeah, uh, I uh, last time we talked, I said that you know the if you see Cal Kestis anywhere, you need to scoop him up and uh yeah I, I ended up selling that little droid i think his name is like bd1 or BT, something like that bt1 yeah. bt1 i i sold hit that little guy for 25 dollars, which is more <laughs> than it cost for the you know the cal Kestis. i'm selling yeah. the accessory for more than that i don't know why i'm telling you that just boasting i guess <laughs> look at me but did you ever get a chopper i have a chopper okay because yeah, Chopper if... is being reissued in uh, either in October or November, depending on who you ask. Oh, really? All of the Rebels crew is coming out in a set with uh, I can't remember any of their names: Ezra and Sabine and Hera and Kanan, Kanan and Chopper and Rebels, Ahsoka, and then uh, Zeb for the first time will be available. And That'd be uh, cool. they look so good. They're just really beautiful action figures, and
0: uh, I'm hoping they come out with a, what is it? Was it Zero? Was that the droid that was in that episode
2: on Mandalorian, where they were remind me which one you're talking about?
0: The space prison where they were trying to get the guy out.
2: <laughs> oh right, right. I was thinking of that. All the guards were droids. Do you remember? Oh, that's true. They were too. And, yeah they ought to do one of those too for ar- army builders that really like those droids and but I, I the one i was thinking of when you said zero uh was the 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 ferryman astromech droid from the last episode oh, right that was That'd an cool. r2 unit with arms and a paddle <laughs> yeah i'd like that too <laughs> hasbro could sell so many figures from from mandalorian i i know i beat this drum a lot but that's you know something that i'm really really into is the figures and th- how well this sells and oh my gosh look how much this is going for now and that and they just they left so much money on the table that just everybody would want a figure of the armorer mandalorian chick and all of these guys you know that showed up in the episode with the heavy armor uh mandalorian yeah. one and and uh quill on a blurg everybody wants a blurg it just the fact that they haven't made any of these things shows short-sightedness or uh i don't know that they don't have somebody (laughs) in charge that uh that has their finger on the pulse of just how popular this show was
0: you know does hasbro decide or does lucasfilm say we're going to release these figures Or is there an agreement between the two? Or, you know, I'm not sure how that decision is made either.
2: My understanding is that it's all Hasbro. They have bought the license from Lucasfilm. And they can make what they want. They can make 10 waves a year. But instead they make like three waves a year. And uh, they ship them in such limited quantities. I mean, we had our whole Force Friday, Triple Force Friday episode. Yeah. Where the one store... (laughs) That was doing the midnight opening with a line all the way through the toy section had gotten two cases. So two (laughs) Mandalorians in the whole store. And you know, we all wanted one. Yeah. Uh, And it's just, it's really, really a shame. I mean, it's great for my cousin when he sold his Mandalorian for what was it? 150, 130. Wow. But you should be able to walk into a target and there just be 10 Mandalorians on the peg right now. And They'd be gone a week from now. Yeah, it's just weird that they, they didn't learn their lesson. Anyhow, uh, yeah, that, that, that was it. I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, I am sorry that this has happened and that you're <laughs> um, yeah that you're bummed about it. Yeah, I think we would have gotten some fun podcasting done and we some, would probably yeah. had some cool stories to talk about. but I don't mind driving up there to Idaho to see you uh, if you wanted to just hang out and do something so th- let's leave that on the table
0: yeah or we could you know meet somewhere else too i guess there's not much in the middle but
2: <laughs> yeah we'll figure something out well, right i mean if if you said you know i'd always wanted to go to mount rushmore or something like that i'd be like, okay that that that's fine that's fair let's do that i've never been but yeah th- there will there will be more star wars news uh, i'm i'm assuming they will still have like a virtual star wars celebration like they are having a virtual san diego comic-con so there's still going to be panels there's still going to be movie studios doing presentations about things i'm sure Zack snyder will be talking about the snyder cut uh, <laughs> online yeah you know there there's so much money to be made especially at san diego comic-con uh and so much stuff to promote and you know not having it, it leaves a big hole but same thing with Star Wars Celebration is it, we still need some kind of acknowledgement for Empire's fortieth anniversary, and uh, maybe way more people can participate yeah. via the internet than could have gone to Anaheim. Although it seems unlikely, it seems like they they you know they would fly people out and pay them whatever they wanted to come show up and you know to get a chance to hang out with these guys again would be pretty special. Have you watched any of those Josh Gad, what do they call it? Together, apart, or reunited, apart, or something like that? He, I've heard of them, but I haven't seen them. He will get the cast together, or the you know group yeah. together from a project, and and they all just show up on Zoom. Um, the problem is they're so heavily edited that I always feel like oh I'm missing out on on like a lot of good stuff because somebody decided that this Goonies reunion. Had to be thirty minutes long, right? You know, so like Richard Donner gets to talk for a minute and a half, and then it's on to the next person. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they did a Back to the Future one. They did a Lord of the Rings one. I think that that's really neat. Although I I just wish they were longer.
0: No, I heard about them, but I haven't checked them out yet. I did. I did watch the uh, bunch of guys from ILM that were on Empire Strikes Back. Got together and talked about their experience with it. And that was that was kind of neat. Oh really? I I I don't know about that. Oh, I'll have to send you the the link. I'll put the link on the show notes too. But yeah, it was kind of neat. They just talked about how they had to do stuff, the time crunch that they were under.
2: Well, I, this is an extra episode, really. And uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I did sit down and started my Empire Strikes Back episode but I only got about halfway through before I ran out of recording time, and so that'll probably have to be a two-part Empire Strikes Back episode. We are trying to create new content for those four of you, four now, who are listening. (laughs) We do appreciate everybody who lets us know that they like the show, that they like listening to us. You can always send us questions. Why don't you give that telephone number again?
0: Oh, yes. The voicemail line is at uh, 77J into 107
2: and you can just call that number and leave a voicemail uh if you run out of time call it again and i will just edit your question together so it doesn't sound like you called four times at two in the morning and then yeah I, i don't want to say most importantly but it is most importantly marshall has a patreon uh that helps fund this show or helps him say hey let's get together and do another show when it's the last thing on earth he wants to do <laughs> C- can you give them the address there
0: yeah you can go to patreon.com slash journey into and also if you'd like to send an email um, send it, you can send that to podcast at gmail.com
2: yeah, we, we enjoy getting together and doing this stuff but what I don't enjoy is the editing. It's that's the part that feels like work. I don't know if that's that same way with you. Oh, yes, very much. <laughs> it's arduous and it takes forever and it's just, it's not fun. And many times that's the reason that we don't do 20 episodes a year. You know, the, there are people that will do like daily podcasts or people that will do weekly podcasts. And often I'll be like, how? How do you do this? What? Why? And they say, well, we just put them up. We don't edit them. And I think, oh, well, yeah, we could do a weekly Star Wars podcast if we didn't edit it. Yeah. Because it's just the fun part. But I try, and I know Marshall does as well, to create content that's a reward for people who support us, a reward for people who who say that they're fans and they look forward to it. We'll run something here at the end of the show that's, that essentially it was something i found amusing and maybe you'll find it amusing too but let us know if if the show means something to you if there are topics that you want us to talk about and yeah if you really want to motivate us you can just support for a a dollar a month Uh, you can go higher than that Marsha was saying the other day that he's going to do more comics cave episodes, but it's just for people that really want to hear him, for people that, that donate yeah. to his Patreon. And so, uh, yeah, hurry over there and, and, and help us out. It will encourage both of us to do more for this. And more often, maybe. <laughs> yeah, more often. I, uh, so Disney Plus just p- put Artemis Fowl available on streaming. And the rumor was that, you know, the movie was done and it was so bad that they said, oh, you know, when we release this theatrically, you know, it's not going to do well. Let's just release it on Disney Plus. So once the movie actually became available, I was just like, well, I'm I'm curious. Was it bad? I'd like for the two of us to sit down and watch Artemis Fowl and talk about it and find out together whether it's (laughs) bad or not. Yeah. But it's just there's only so many hours in the day and then editing those darn (laughs) episodes is is not fun yeah (laughs) but again yes you can get us to do stuff like that uh we have the outfield excursions episodes where we review movies that are not star wars and if there are more dollars coming in there will be more episodes going out definitely definitely
0: well we we wanted to leave you with something here so uh rish Uh, put together another fun little sketch and uh, narrated it all. And uh, so we'd like to share that with you as we leave. But uh, yeah, and if you have ideas, things you want us to talk about here on the podcast, let us know too. We'll do our best. But until then, I guess, uh, may
2: the force be with you. Yeah, you too, Marshall. Enjoy your your collectible pin. (laughs) Oh, yes. Turnaround
3: Jedi, by Rish Outfield. Obi-Wan Kenobi, at last our paths cross. You're behind this, Count Dooku. I never took you for a traitor.
1: Oh no, my friend. This is a mistake, a terrible mistake. Which part? You. Hanging here in this uncomfortable, bare, vulnerable position. They have gone too far. This is madness. Wait. I thought you were the leader here, Duke. This had nothing to do with me, I assure you. I will petition immediately to have you set free.
3: Well, I hope it doesn't take too long. My arms and legs are getting
1: tired. I can see that. And only imagine what you must be going through. Well, I... But think of my position, Obi-Wan. I am looked at to sort out all this nonsense, but every now and then I get a little bit nervous.
3: I worry that the best of all the years have gone by. Are you still a Jedi? Or are you in league with the Dark Lord?
1: Oh, I don't know anymore. Once upon a time, there was light in my life. But now, there's only love in the dark.
3: Answer my question. Are we enemies then?
1: Some would
3: see it that way.
1: But we could be so much more than that.
3: Well, then let me go if we're on the same side.
1: Oh, it's more complicated than that, my friend. Every now and then I get a little bit restless, and I dream of something wild.
3: What are you talking about?
1: If you would join me, Obi-Wan, together we could destroy our enemies. We could withstand the Sith, you and I.
3: I don't know what you're getting at, Dooku, but you're barking up the wrong... Turn around. What? Turn around. I I can't. I'm being held by this energy field. Turn around, Bright Eyes. I'm in search of a bounty hunter.
1: Obi-Wan, I need you now, tonight, and I need you more than ever.
3: His name is Django Fett.
1: And if you only hold me tight, we'll be holding on forever. Do you know him? And we'll only be making it right, because we'll never be wrong. Have you seen him? Together we can take it to the end of the line, Obi-Wan. Your love is like a shadow on me all of the time. All of the time? I just met you. I don't know what to do and I'm always in the dark. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. I don't believe you. You must join me, Obi-Wan. I really need you tonight. Forever's going to start tonight. Forever's going to start tonight.
3: No, that's not possible.
1: But it could be, my friend. You see, once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Stop it! There's nothing I can do. A total eclipse
3: of the heart. I will never join you, Dooku. You are twisted by the dark side, and not my type at all. <sighs>
1: It may be difficult to secure your release.
2: Was there anything else that we Oh, have you been watching the the Disney Gallery show, the making of Mandalorian episodes?
0: I have. I just watched the uh, the latest one where about the composer.
2: Oh, okay. I haven't seen that, but I I saw the one about the practical effects, and it was just amazing. It was so cool. And the part where they were talking about Werner Herzog talking to the puppet, even though the puppeteers were just standing right there, he could see
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: that there were puppeteers and he still talked to it as though it was alive it is so amusing to me. The idea of him being like, how are you today? Uh, having a good morning? That just oh, with his, his accent is just really delightful. And it was fun. Anytime they show the behind the scenes footage and you see a puppet, whether it's the EV99 puppet or the IG-11 puppet or the, the child puppet, I'm just astounded that it's really there because <laughs> we've just become spoiled over the last 20 <laughs> years that, you know, everything is CG because it's so much easier. And that was something that Favreau said in that episode, you know, he wanted to do model shots of the Razor Crest, and they said, but it's so much cheaper to just do it with CG. And he was just insistent that he wanted them to do some model shots. Mostly so he could have the model, right? But it just... That's the era that we live in. It's so much cheaper to do it in the computer. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's just a testament to their dedication. Whenever you see that they built, like, the lower half of the Razor Crest or of the Sandcrawler, there actually is a barge they're si- sitting on and uh, uh, something that looks like lava to the side that's underlit with orange lights and stuff. It just, oh, I love it. So, yes, I heartily recommend the Disney Gallery. It's, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Each week, uh, and it's almost over right by now, it has to be. Each week is another aspect of The Mandalorian that they discuss. You get just tons of interviews. You get to see the passion of Favreau and Dave Filoni. And these directors, there's something really interesting in every single episode. There was the episode where you saw Pedro Pascal, is that his name? the The actor who plays Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, uh, got cut on his nose. Yeah, and, and you can see the big pink scar on his nose through some of the interviews. He <laughs> he got hurt, and it was in a scene when he was supposed to have blood on him anyway. <laughs> and he went to the hospital (laughs) right and people are like oh no and he's like well this is most of this is fake blood i'm I'm not as injured as it appears (laughs) that stuff is so cool and it makes me appreciate mandalorian all the more i think once that final episode has aired i'll just watch mandalorian again i was thinking that too yeah and again i you know i i act like i know more than everybody else Uh, As far as the action figures go, I feel like it's experience talking that, that they really should have put out a whole way, a whole line of Mandalorian figures with several waves every single year. But here's another thing. If you like money, the first two episodes or three episodes of Mandalorian season two show them in the theater, charge people to go to them. We will go. Yeah, even though we subscribe to Disney Plus. It's just gravy for you guys. It's more money. It's another yacht that Iger can have just from that one little thing. And we will thank you for it. It was like, here, thank you for letting me give you my money. (laughs) To just be able to see that in a crowd with people and all the surprises and twists and turns and reveals and laughs. I mean, that is what cinema is for, is taking strangers and for two hours they're not strangers anymore
0: yeah and if they didn't if somebody didn't want to go they wouldn't have to but for those that that wanted to go they'd be a great experience just like going like you were saying going to all these older movies you know Raiders of the Lost Ark and and Back to the Future and stuff like that I'd love to go see that in the theater and The Mandalorian as well
2: yeah we'll we'll see if that continues to happen i I know we said goodbye like an hour ago, but I'm still talking that that's what you pay for <laughs> folks though is somebody who loves to talk you're giving me license to do this thing that I would do for free so tenant did end up being delayed and it was because new york they they were worried New York would not be open by the seventeenth of July and New York is like five or six percent of all grosses in North America, and so I can understand them saying, "Wow, you know that's worth two weeks right there." Yeah,
0: because I think AMC is starting opening some of their theaters either this week or next week.
2: Is AMC where you what you have? Then,
0: I haven't heard. Everything around here is Regal Cinemas, and I haven't heard from them what they're doing. We have some uh, aftermarket ones that are starting to show movies now, but it's just movies that have come out in the last. Few months, or just before the lockdown, or whatever. So I was kind of hoping for like what you're talking about, where they have these old classic
2: movies. Well, yeah, they the the vast majority of theaters are getting what they're calling uh, catalog titles, but you can still go see Invisible Man. You can still go see Trolls. You can still go see. I've already forgotten. It's just you know the <laughs> things that are new. The Hunt. You can go see The Hunt. Yeah, The Hunt is playing... I'm trying to find... See, I'm, I'm vamping because I'm trying to find the uh, box office. So they, they released the box office numbers for the first time in like two months because enough theaters are now...
0: The, of the numbers that have come out
2: during the, the coronavirus, because some
0: studios, I guess, did put out their numbers during this, not the bigger ones, but if you just look at those that have reported their numbers, The Wretched has been the the biggest winner of the uh, coronavirus season. I heard that the other day. I thought that was pretty funny.
2: So here it is. This is the top 10 for the week that we're recording this. Number one is Invisible Man. It made $383,000 last weekend. Number two is Trolls World Tour. Number three, Back to the Future. It's in 91 (laughs) theaters. It made $263,000. Bringing its lifetime total to 211.4 million. Wow. Then number four is The Hunt. Number five is Jumanji, the next level. It's in 92 theaters in week 27 of its run. Number six is E.T. the Extraterrestrial in 78 theaters. Oh, yeah. It made 195,000, bringing its lifetime accumulation to 435.3 million which is kind of cool. Then there's a movie called Becky, a movie called Infamous. Number nine is Jurassic Park in 132 theaters, made 158,000, bringing its total to 403 million. And number 10 was Goonies by Warner Brothers. It made 154,000 in 136 theaters across North America, bringing its total to 62.7 million which is surprisingly low I just wow really was surprised I mean I was a kid so I didn't pay attention to how well movies did back then but that to me was really really interesting that almost half of the movies in the top 10 are catalog titles and then this week you know Warners is putting out the Lord of the Rings again and stuff and I've no doubt that those will be on the list I just think that's really fun and I honestly, I would rather see Back to the Future again than Trolls World Tour or Invisible Man or The Hunt.
0: Yeah, because we know we like it, you know, even though we've seen it a thousand times. I haven't I've never seen. Uh,
2: I had to have. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, I saw it three times in the theater in 1985. And, and that was probably a record for me because. Yeah, I was 85. So but, but finally, I was old enough where like my mom would just drop me off at a theater and I could see a movie by myself and and so that was really cool and oh my gosh I loved back to the future I I, I may have loved back to the future in 1985 more than I love back to the future in 2020 <laughs> But anyhow yeah I I I'm going to probably rush out and see something I and I I don't mind wearing a mask through the movie if it ends up being unbearable then okay I'll wait until you don't have to wear masks anymore but I'm willing to give it a try. I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit just to be able to do this again. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. And uh, it's not just the theater chains down here. It's like all all the theaters that are reopening will have access to these movies. So you should be able to see the same stuff in Boise as I, in in wherever, whatever theater actually opens up next. So let's see.
0: Yeah, I guess I haven't looked at Boise too much. I was looking more at my... The ones
2: closer next to me, but Oh that's right. You're you're in a suburb, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm out,
2: out of boise a bit, but
0: Yeah, I'll have to look in the whole area and see what's playing.
2: Yeah, uh, one theater about half hour away is showing Star Trek The Wrath of Khan.
0: Oh and I, man. Was just really? like,
2: I will drive up there. But I don't want to drive up there by myself. I can watch Wrath of Khan by myself in my basement. <laughs> i I, want to see it with somebody else who'll get as excited when he says there she is and not as damaged as we were led
3: to believe
2: (laughs) he tasks me he tasks me and i shall have him i love wrath of khan oh my gosh yeah
3: that
2: was 82 right it was you had said recently you were talking about doing a star trek podcast yeah i'm jealous about that star trek is is uh near and dear to my heart as well. So in my whole life I was told, you know, you could love Star Trek or you could love Star Wars. And I was just one of those weird people that loved both.
0: Yeah, it's like why do you have to choose?
2: <laughs> okay. Well there we go. We've got a full episode as a as a bonus for you. The In Memoriam Star Wars Celebration episode.
0: Yes, in in lieu of all the podcasting we would have done hey. In in August, we gave you an ep- extra episode in June. <laughs>
2: uh, we can still podcast in August. What do you say? Oh, we will. We will. We'll have our own Star Wars celebration. We may have to. So I have been Rish Outfield. I have been Marshall Latham, and uh, I'm living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. <laughs>
0: I could take on the whole empire all by myself.
2: I know what you mean. (laughs) Young fool.
3: Only now, at the end, do you understand. This feeble podcast is produced under a Creative Commons 3.0 No Derivatives License. Take your little Star Wars show. Try to sell it, or claim it for yourself, and your journey toward the dark side will be complete. Good, good. Fulfill your destiny, and never think about Star Wars again. And now, young listener, you will try.
2: I started reading this book called Inferno Squad and it it was a tie-in to Star Wars Battlefront 2 I found it at a thrift store back when there were thrift stores yeah and it's really cool it's from the Empire's point of view and it starts uh, with the Battle of Yavin and uh, it's this elite team uh, like a mission, impos- like the Impossible Missions team—is that what? Uh, what IMF, Impossible Missions Force? It's like yeah. that. This team that's put together to strike back at the rebellion, uh, and uh, it's all from the Empire's point of view of just the you know that the rebels are terrorists and that they've blown up our space station and it was you know what was guaranteed to end you know all of the civil war and. And now, you know, it's like now we have to fight them on their terms, like terrorists do and stuff. And and that is so, so weird. You know, the, the, the <laughs> propaganda machine of the empire says, you know, that Alderon was harboring all these rebel spies. The rebellion started on Alderon, you know, and when the Emperor found out about it, he dissolved the Imperial Senate because it was filled with corruption and traitors and terrorists. And then you know Alderon had to go. It, it, it was a breeding ground for traitors, and I just thought, wow, that <laughs> that is definitely a one way to look at it.
0: That's a that's a spin, that's for sure,
2: huh? But I will have finished that story, that book, by the time we we podcast again, and I can talk about it. What was it called? Inferno Squadron. I I think it's Inferno Squad, but it. Oh, okay. But. Uh, I'm not sure if on Battlefront you played as the Empire. Sorry, Battlefront 2. Whereas in Battlefront 1 you played as the Rebellion. And that's why. Oh, yeah. But the the tie-in book to the first Battlefront was that one, Twilight Company, that I told you was so good.
0: Yeah. From what I heard from you, it was pretty good.
3: Anyway, that's it. Goodbye.